the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Welcome to Cornerstone Radio with Pastor John, Pastor Ed, and Blaine Nurse, where they encourage you to think big and act bigger. Along with your help, Cornerstone Transitional Housing is here to break the cycle of homelessness in the greater San Diego area, restore hope, and help men and women regain control of their lives. As long as poverty, injustice, and inequality persist, none of us can truly rest. Now, here are your hosts of Cornerstone Radio, Pastor John, Pastor Ed, and Blaine Nurse on K-Praise. Good evening and welcome to Cornerstone Radio. I'm Pastor John Simon along with Pastor Ed Brody and Blaine Nurse from Cornerstone Transitional Housing. If this is your first time with us um, and joining us at Cornerstone Radio, our mission is to break the cycle of homelessness and to help men and women gain control of their lives. Guys, it's, I'm so glad to be back with you. Man, if I felt so long without you, I felt not at home, but I feel back at home again. So I just want to thank the audience for their prayers for me out there. It was really felt, and I really felt their uh, the, felt the prayers of them. And thank you, and I'm healed very well. God was blessing me and helped me through all this crisis here. But, you know, tonight's topic, guys, we're looking at a good one. Uh, we're looking at your spiritual gifts. We're going to be talking about the Holy Spirit. I know, Ed, you got a couple things things that you're going to be talking about, I believe, in Thesians. And Blaine, I think that you're going to be sharing out of Matthew. Is that correct? Yeah. Good, good. Are you all ready for it tonight, guys? All right. Uh, you know, I do, hey, since you put it on the on the table, sure. I just want to say right from the start, thank you for being back. Thank you for those yeah. prayers. We are so thankful to have you back with us, John. Yeah, welcome the, back. Yeah. I'm, I'm happy to be back, guys. We missed you, and I'm well, sure the audience did, too. Well, thank you, guys. I appreciate that. And thank you, audience. We, I really appreciate it. You know, I'm going to start to go ahead, and I'm going to start out of Romans tonight, folks. I'm going to be reading out of um, Romans 1, and it's going to be out of uh, verses uh, 11 and 13. So I, there's one I might want to start with here, but I'm going to go, I'll go ahead and start out 11. And this is Paul speaking to the Roman church there. And, um, and so I'm just going to go ahead and start it off. It says, for I, long, <clears throat> for I long to visit you so I can bring you some spiritual gifts that you will help you grow strong in the Lord. And then 13 says, I want you to know, dear brothers and sisters, that I plan many times to visit you, but I was prevented until now. I want to work among you and see the spiritual fruit, just as I have seen among other Gentiles. You know, uh, you know, folks, uh, it's all about what our spiritual gifts are, and it's all about what the Spirit is going to do for us with the fruits. And as we know, Ed, as you know, and I know, I know that you wanted to talk to a couple things about about the spiritual uh, fruits and gifts. Is that, is that true? Kind of an overview of all the gifts. All the, all the gifts together. Yeah. You know what? Why don't I just go ahead, switch it over to you so that we can go ahead and get that. That way we can go ahead and work with that our, okay. with, with you. Sure, that's fine. Uh, in, the, in scriptures, there are three listings of uh, gifts, and they each have a specific pur- purpose. If you go to Ephesians, uh, and I'll be talking about this later, but in Ephesians, it tells us that the gifts are for the church. 
So these are specific gifts that are used to edify the church, to build up the church itself. If you go to Romans chapter 12, you find there's a list there of uh, gifts that are are more of a personal nature. It's uh, one of the things is uh, teachers are mentioned as part of the gifts of the church, but it's also mentioned as this. And the teachers there is uh, more on the line of mentors. Uh, we used to have discipleship programs where you'd take somebody in your wing and disciple them, and that kind of teaches what it's talking about there. It's a personal contact type gifts that are listed in Romans. When you go to 1 Corinthians chapter uh, 12, you find that, that these are spiritual gifts. These are gifts like uh, the word of wisdom, uh, tongues, interpreting tongues, those kind of things that require the the Holy Spirit that this Holy Spirit is working through you for those. So when you talk about gifts, um, some of these you're going to, and I know I was taught that you get one gift. I'm finding out that's not true because our gifts that we have and that work with the homeless come out of uh, Romans because they're personal. Mm -hmm. We deal with these people on a personal level. The, the uh, gifts, the uh, encouragement, that kind of thing. But we also have gifts that help the church. My gift is teaching through through uh, Ephesians. But um, so we can have more than one gift. Depends on how you you're using them, and and uh, like I say, ones for the church, ones to help individuals. So there's a different use of the the. Say the same title uh, in both of those. But anyway, that's the, the point is that if you go to Ephesians, these are things that work with the church. And uh, so <clears throat> when, we, when we talk about uh, what are your gifts, you know, sometimes we tend to limit, even these gift, spiritual gift tests kind of limit down to, to one or maybe two gifts. The truth is you can have, you can have a gift in all three categories. Uh, and so we do have more gifts. And the sad thing is that if you're not using your gift, there's a hole in the in the church. Because God has all these gifts to help edify people, edify the church, and uh, to encourage people. So if you're not using your gift, there's a gap there. Now, God is a merciful God, and so he gives us uh, the... Uh, a gift maybe on a temporary level to fill a gap and uh, so that his church always has all of the gifts and uh, if you're not using your gift somebody else is going to fill in that gap so you need to be really aware of what these gifts are you want to know what uh, God has called you to do read these gifts read them in the context of, of where they're written and then see where God's calling you and that will be God's will for your, for your life. You know, that's what I was going to uh, ask you. I know there's uh, probably some um, audience out there saying, you know, I've been trying to find out where my spiritual gifts are at. How would you let them know where they should find their spiritual gift, let's say? Well, the, the best way is, is you're going to have to try a few things because God doesn't necessarily, he does at times, but doesn't necessarily point out and say, this is what I want you to do. But... Mm-hmm. You have to try it, and when you feel comfortable and you really feel spirit-led, that's the gift God gave you. 
it, it's not necessarily a feeling, but it's a comfort with the way the Holy Spirit is working through you. And that's how you, how you know your gifts. And like I say, don't if you get one gift, don't just say that's my gift. You got to see maybe I'm gonna have a gift in a different category. And uh, so it's it's unfortunately it's kind of a trial and error thing. Sure, that's what I've found out anyway. And uh, but uh, but you you will know when when you start ministering to uh, in an area and you really feel comfortable and. and feel led that way, then you know that's yours. That, that's true. Yeah, I just have to agree with that, um, Pastor Ed. I, I was blessed to teach some junior high schoolers for about eight years. I got to see their lives change. And one of the kids came up, and he, he asked if he could teach in my classroom. And uh, we had him run through what he was going to teach on. But he said, how do I know if I have the gift of teaching? Well, you got to go out and teach. <laughs> yeah, and, yeah. And, and then see if God, because God's the giver of the gifts, and, and all of a sudden, if somebody's got tremendous faith out there, God gave it to them. And so I let this young man teach a couple of classes. And I can't, I go, I'd love to hear what he's doing these days. But um, anyway. I, I, I like that, you, you know, and and you know what, and that backs it up in, I, in Romans 8, um, in verse, uh, verse 9, and chapter 8, verse 9, says that you're controlled by the Spirit if you have the Spirit of God living in you. Yes. And so that's the thing right there. You're controlled by the Spirit. It, you know, we I think we rely on our own strength and, um, and our own natural ability of a knowledge of the Bible and the verses when we, when we should be over letting the Holy Spirit speak to you. Because I know many times that I said, wow, where did that come from? And it was actually the Holy Spirit leading me to say you know what was needed to be say at that time Absolutely. and so um that is a, that i love that that's you got to get out to do it folks to mm-hmm. you know to find your gifts and you know we all started there um i know when i first started out when we going out and preaching to the homeless ministry you know um you know five years six years later now uh, we make it look easy but i remember at the beginning it was never easy it was a it was a learning experience not only through what uh, um what we were learning out there to help the people but also the walk with god and how god was going to you know how he, he let him be in control and let him deal with people and not of myself and just be in there to do it i know blaine that you um have you had you i think you have a testimony that you wanted to share last week um about a gentleman named Matthew that we know very well. Amen. You know, um, I love this topic, guys, and I know we're going to stay here for a little while, Lord willing, for a couple of weeks. Um, how do we know if we're an evangelist? That's well, right. we go out in the streets or we go to the parks. We either hand out some tracts, we hand out some Bibles. Praise God about the woman who invited Jesus into her heart yesterday with you guys at the park. Mm-hmm. Um, that, that changes somebody's eternity. Absolutely. It's not in our hands. All we get to see, do, folks, is say, Lord, here I am. Use me. And when he does, that, that's when you know, wow, I, I guess this is a gift that God has given me. So I'm going to go over this one, John. And, you, know, you know, can I just stop right oh, there for sure. a second? Because I want to share that with the audience. Um, we uh, go out uh, during the weekdays at, to try to edify and try to help people and just not to try to keep them that was our my new year's resolution folks is that um god was speaking to me saying hey been doing good out there sharing the message and everything that but what about during the weekdays and how they need to be edified and helped through the you know you know through the week time so we went out yesterday and um to go out and start helping people again you know out there on you know to help them and what we did we um god led us to this this special uh 
place and and it was quite different because it was um a lot of things that should not have been going on but <laughs> was going on and we went right into the middle of it and this gentleman started asking some questions and i said i'm pastor john this is pastor ed and we're here this and um this girl came running up and um she just uh spilt her heart um saying you know i've had some real bad things in my life um killed somebody had been into drugs and all this stuff and she gave her life, and she said, "You are a, you're a prayer, you're you are called. You, you, my prayer is being answered because I was looking to get back with the Lord, and I couldn't get away from this." And so she told us about that. We redid it. I asked her. I said, "Do you want to give your life back over to the Lord?" Yes. And so we went through the process, but you just you just do not know who or what God's going to do, folks. Is if you just be obedient and you do what you just you're called to do, he'll he'll work it all out. Yeah. And we were obedient just to be there, and then we went around and and, and helping people. But yes, Ed. yeah, and and you got to be prepared for anything. Yeah. Uh, yes, God doesn't tell you, hey, you're going to come across uh, this girl who wants to give her life today. No, you're walking out there talking among these, and, and there were the the dealers out there too. We were dealing with them. And she just kind of comes up out of the blue and says, who are you? And you told her, and she says, oh, i got to talk to you. you got three minutes? <laughs> and she became, she rededicated her life to Christ. So yes, you just kind of be, have to expect anything and everything to happen when you go out and allow the Spirit to lead you out there. Oh, that was beautiful. And I'm sorry about that, Blaine, but I'll let you get back. No, it's good, guys. This is what I miss, isn't it, Ed, Pastor Ed? I mean, yeah. we love you being here, and we bounce things off of each other, but... Praise be to God. Um, what if you decide you were going to stay home that day? And um, God used you. Um, he's going to accomplish his will with or without us. Amen. Uh, but um, man, oh, man, like you said, there's no greater feeling on planet Earth when somebody says, hey, I, I need Jesus. Amen. And so I'm going to give a testimony. And I told the audience, uh, Pastor Ed, last week that I was going to bring back a testimony, and God provided one. Mm-hmm. Um, we've got a young man. His, uh, his name is Matthew. And I believe he's either 22 or 23. And you've got some relationship with their, their Ed and had asked him some questions. But this young man, he showed up and he just fell down on his knees. He broke out his backpack and he broke out a Bible and he read the scripture. His scripture that he read to us, John, on Saturday is the scripture I'm going to read today. Oh, tonight. good. And, um, but it has full meaning as to our topic. It's the spirit of God. So I'm going to quit talking and read you the scripture. Um, This is what Matthew read, young man who's on the streets. He's been out there. He's got some struggles. He's talked to Pastor Ed and John about getting in the military. He wants to change his life, and this is what he had to read to me. He said uh, his favorite scripture, his name is Matthew. His favorite book is Matthew, and he went to chapter 7, verse 7. What great, great numbers those are. He said, listen to this. It said, 7 says, ask, and it will be given to you. Seek, and you will find knock and it will be opened to you for everyone who asks receives and he who speaks seeks finds and to him who knocks it will be open or what man is there among you if his son asks for bread will give him a stone or if he asks for a fish will give him a serpent if you then being evil know how to give good gifts to your children how much more will your father who is in heaven give good things to those who ask him therefore Whatever you want men to do to you, do also to them, for this is the law of the prophets. So Matthew, he came up and read this scripture. I wanted to start this entire show, this entire, everything that we're being led by, to say, 
It's our Father in heaven. It is God on the throne who is the giver of the gifts, mm-hmm. and he gives good gifts to his children. So, so I just really wanted to start the program out and say, well, let's, let's, let's put it on the table. Who is the giver of the gifts? And it's our Father in heaven. And, and, and those of you out there that have children, we know we want to bless our children. Well, we can't even comprehend in our mind, in our hearts, and even in our souls, we can't comprehend the love that our God, our Father in heaven, has towards us and the gifts he wants to give us. And when he gives those gifts, you guys, we've seen... I talked about three or four weeks ago, John, it was you and I, and I mentioned to the audience how we've known each other most of our lives. It's God who gives the gifts, it's God who does the changes, and it's God who gets the glory. Amen on that. Amen. Mm -hmm. Amen. I love it. Ed, you know, you got a. I know you had some things in Ephesians 4 that you wanted to. I think it was Ephesians 4 that you wanted to. Yeah, Ephesians 4. Uh, Ephesians 4 is, like I said before, these are the gifts of the church. Now, one of the interesting things about uh, the gifts to the church is if you read Scripture, you find out those that have the gifts of the church are going to be judged harder than other people because you are spreading God's word, and if you spread it falsely, then uh, there's a penalty for that. So... uh, I, I, since I've retired, I've kind of taken it upon myself to kind of confront pastors who have false teachings. And, uh, I, and I, I'm trying to be a little light on the false teaching thing, but they're teaching things that aren't, aren't scriptural. Mm-hmm. And it's always been interesting in my uh, uh, the response I get to some of them. Some of them just ignore me. Some of them, um, I had one pastor... <laughs> that kind of threw it all back at me during a service by looking at me and quoting a scripture that I had told him he was doing falsely. And uh, so I I knew what he was doing, and I don't care because he answers to God. He doesn't answer to me. Mm -hmm. But what went through my mind is, man, I wouldn't want to stand before God after that. Mm -hmm. (laughs) So, so, you know, there are some teachings out there, and I, I don't say the teachers or the pastors are doing false teaching, but I think they just don't understand. I'm finding out, since I kind of started listening really careful to pastors, I'm finding out a lot of them are repeating things they heard. They're not going through and looking and studying to see what it actually says. But in this in this Ephesians 11, <clears throat> I'm sorry, Ephesians 4, Start in verse 11, it says, Now these are the gifts Christ gave to the church, the apostles, the prophets, the evangelists, and the pastors and teachers. Their responsibility is to equip God's people to do his work and build up the church, the body of Christ. And that's why they're going to be judged harder than than other people in the, in the ministries, because they're, they are the ones teaching and leading the rest of the congregation in, in what they should be doing. And verse 13 says, This will continue until we've all come to such unity in our faith and knowledge of God's Son that we will be mature in the Lord, measuring up to the full and complete standard of Christ. And when I read that, I kind of think, yeah, they're talking about the glorification. You're talking about when you die. Then's when you're going to have all this unity and and things because I don't think man's going to have that kind of unity. And I say that jokingly, by the way. But uh, 
But that's the purpose of the gifts of the church, to edify the church, to sure. build up the church, to encourage them, to teach them to go out and do these things. Sure. It doesn't mean that those that are teaching don't go out and do them as well. It doesn't mean that pastors don't have to do evangelism or, or lead people to Christ, but it does mean they are the ones responsible for people going out and, do, and doing these things. And uh, I, I hate to say it, but I've been in churches where the pastor is not holding the people to what he's teaching. Mm-hmm. We, we did a, when I was on church, we did a, uh, we used to do, this is back in the old days, used to do cold calls on new, new people that visited the church. So we held a class to teach people how to do it, and we had over 20 people in that class. Well, it came the night to go out and start knocking on doors. We had three people show up. Hmm. So you're wondering, what happened to the other 17? <laughs> but uh, I, I kind of got upset at them at the time, but now as I look back on it, I'm thinking, nah, maybe part of it was my fault for not encouraging them to come out more. So anyway, so that's the kind of thing that I, I got into is who's really responsible for this stuff. Some of it I think pastors and teachers have to take the the fault, but a lot of it is the people in the congregation. Mm-hmm. They're willing to go learn, but they're not willing to go and do. Yeah, you know, and that's what it's all about. It's about um, getting out and doing. It's um, the, uh, the reason why I, I love to, you know, speak about the Holy Spirit and about the gifts and your spiritual gifts and that. It's that um, I, I knew how the Spirit worked with me, the Holy Spirit, and how I was, I remember sitting back in the pews, thinking, okay, where do you want me, God? I know where I want to be, but where do you want me? And 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 God took his time. God didn't didn't come with the mighty rushing wind and said, Boom, John, we're gonna you're gonna do this and this is what's gonna happen and and um and finally um I, I knew that the Lord was calling me to go out and um do the evangelism work. I'm uh, preaching a good word and giving the message to, to others who at to, who wasn't, you know, it, what it did to me, it made me humble. It made me very, very humble to see these men and women and also kids being out there, folks, on the yeah. streets. And what it did, it changed my perspective of how I looked at people and gave me another perspective that God was showing me. And I am thankful that I was obedient to do what the calling was to be what i was called to do but also i am still thankful because if with the spirit who was doing he was edifying me and working in me so that i can give the stuff that the lord has given us like blaine you were bringing it up it's it's, it's the gifts it's it's about the gifts that god gives to us just like what we want to give to our children and and that and so, you know, um, that's the thing about it, folks. It's about sharing your gift. And 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 is it scary? I don't know <laughs> if it's. I want to call it scary. I call it an adventure. I I really do. It, it's just not a job. It's an adventure. It really is to me. It's an adventure because I never know what God's going to show me, and and he's, he's and he's always loyal to show me something that's going to not only edify and work into my life to help me grow but also to help others grow i know guys gosh i don't know where our time goes so quick um we're running down here shortly i'm going to give each one of you guys uh, uh blaine if you want to go ahead if you have anything that you would like to wrap up um 
yeah. for that show here. You know, the only thing I wanted to wrap up is, folks, if you are parents out there and you see your kids walking with God, you see them seeking him with all their heart. Back to the testimony of Matthew. You know, we're out there planting seeds, folks. That's all we do for, for our God, for our Father, for our Creator, for our Savior, our Lord Jesus Christ. We're planting seeds, but when Matthew showed up that day with his Bible, and he wanted to know what my favorite scripture, he said, what's the word of the day? Because I like going out there and say, hey, everybody, you ready for the word of the day? Matthew was reading his Bible. And so that's not in our hands, guys. We yeah. can't be with him 24-7, but our Father in Heaven can. Yeah. So that's the good testimony of seeing this young man. He doesn't have the best circumstances. His parents are on the streets. They've been on the streets. He's got some really bad circumstances. Yes. But he has Jesus. Amen. I love that. Ed, you're closing? Yeah, I want to talk a little bit about Matthew as well. Interestingly, we led his son to Christ, uh, what was it, about a year ago? Not his son. I mean, his, his brother. His brother, Nathan. His brother, yeah. Nathan. Yes, yes. Um, but uh, I, I said something, and I think he gave me kind of a dirty look. So when we kind of got done with the prayer and everything, I told him, I said, let me tell you something. You may not like what we say, but here's the thing. We're supporting you. We want you to succeed, and we're working towards your success and helping you. So if I say something that offends you, it's not said to offend you. It's said to, so I understand where you're at, so we can pray for you, and we can help you try to get on. Uh, he's trying to get into the military. And first thing I ask him is, are you clean? And he said, no. <laughs> so, I mean, one thing about it, he's honest. He's you honest. You, you know, and that's what it's all about. And, um, and you know that, folks, I just asked you to lift up uh, Matthew and his uh, family in prayers, <clears throat> if you would, this week, and that God will touch him in a mighty way. Um, folks, I know that we're getting to closing in. I'd just like to give us a shout-out to our sponsors. I'd like to tell Javier Sombreros and his family, thank you so much for the burritos that you provide. I want to tell Goodwill with Anna. And um, Kim out there, I like uh, thank you so much for the clothing and the sleeping bags and all that that you provide there. And I just want to give a shout out to Jeremy over Skyline Church. Thank you, Tim and Jeremy, for helping us. And also to Pastor Steve at the Elkhorn Wesleyan Church. Steve, hey, thank you for all what you do for us. You know, folks, it's we are a 501c3 nonprofit. If you would like to help us or donate to us, you're more than welcome. You can give us, um, you go onto the website and do it that way, or you can give us a call at 619-715-6915. Again, this is John, Pastor John Simon, along with Ed Brody and Blaine Nurse. God bless each and every one of you, and good night. Thank you for joining us on Cornerstone Radio with Pastor John, Pastor Ed, and Blaine Nurse, where they encourage you to think big and act bigger. Join us again next week at this same time as we work together to break the cycle of homelessness, restore hope, and help men and women regain control of their lives. Your generosity, philanthropy, and charitable contributions are always welcome and remarkably make a positive impact on the lives of those in need every day. Take part in making a difference by visiting cornerstonetransitionalhousing.org. That's cornerstonetransitionalhousing.org. This has been Cornerstone Radio with Pastor John, Pastor Ed, and Blaine Nurse on KPraise. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. 
the explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.